It's cover three, you, the college football degenerates, and we are back heading into week eight of the college football season. It is Monday afternoon here on October 14th. I'm with the other fellow degenerates, Patrick, the Fighting Irish fan. How are we feeling today, Pat? Welcome back from your business trip. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, thank you very much. Doing well. Um, you know, it was kind of, I was in the great state of Texas last week, and you know, we have all these happy hours the night of the conference. You know, you look out right from the 38th floor of this hotel we were at in Dallas, and you could see the Cotton Bowl. And, you know, all these people were trying to network. I just kind of wanted to stare at that for a little while, and I did. Good for you, man. <laughs> Get drunk and stare at the Cotton yeah, Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like hey, mixing uh, uh, business and pleasure, <clears throat> you know. Oh, yeah. Good for you. And then I'm also here with the Michigan Wolverine <clears throat> fan, Phil, well, the Wolverines had a, a win, but, you know, you and your wagers, not so much last week. How are you feeling, Phil? Wolverines got a win, but I pretty much took it on the chin. Um, I'm still feeling great, though. We're going to change up some strategies, you know, maybe kind of pick you guys apart this <laughs> week. Um, start grinding my way back into this thing. I'm excited to be here, guys. Well, it's always fun. Uh, it's beginning to become one of those things that I kind of look forward to to this every week um even though it's brief i have a lot of fun uh, with you guys so i'm looking forward for, for the rest of the season um, Sweet. One right. of the few... no, enough of the pleasantries let's start making some fucking bets i'm J- <laughs> i'm jameson your virginia tech hokie fan fan your uh, final uh person in the cover three U podcast here and with that being said let's recap what happened a little bit last week phil like you said you took it to the chin a little bit in your wagers amongst the cover three U staff here you went two and ten in your bets uh, that puts you for the season, thirty-five wins and fifty losses. Ooh. Can you turn it around? Yeah, I think so. I'm just, I'm just really catching some tough beats right now. That Arizona game, I had doubled up on. I went to sleep thinking that that was going to be covered. Yeah. And I guess they, when I came out and looked, it looks like they laid an absolute egg that second half. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely make a comeback. It's still early. You know, we still have plenty of weeks left in this season, and I uh, I plan to make this as difficult as possible on you assholes. <laughs> Patrick, you didn't place that many bets last week because you uh, were out of town. You you went five and two, yeah, and that puts you at an overall record of forty four wins, thirty eight losses, and two pushes. Um, so you didn't have a bad week. No, it wasn't a bad week. It's tougher, and I can kind of sympathize with Phil a little bit here. It's tougher when you're not able to be in person. Sure. When you're going through this thing, because, you know, initially all you do is you just look at the slate of games and be like, okay, top of my head, these are ones I would definitely take. But as you two yahoos start talking a little bit more, it, it makes yeah. me go one way or the other on a couple of different I, games. So Yeah, I, I can totally see that. When we start digging deep into the numbers with one another, you do kind of uncover some wagers you want to make that you initially wouldn't make just by looking at the spreads there is one game i do want to talk about that i think needs to be talked about on this podcast before you do before you do that all right let's just say that i went nine and three last week yeah that's not as important but okay 45 wins 36 losses and two pushes for the season that puts me in the lead for the year hello cover three you college football degenerate listeners I hate to tell you this, but we have completely lost a segment of this podcast due to my own stupidity. Uh, during the editing process of this podcast, I completely lost a segment. So the coverage of, fir- of the first half of the week eight games of the college football season by all three of the college football degenerates, that includes myself, Patrick, and Philip, 
has been lost. Uh, I blame that partly to this app we use, but we won't dive into that. Anyways, what we're going to do, uh, by the way, the game that Phil wanted to talk about or that he did talk about uh, in the segment that we have lost in this recording, he was talking about that Bowling Green win last week and how that was the first time they uh, beat Toledo in five years and how that was a big win for that program. We give Bowling Green a lot of crap on this podcast, so we wanted to give them props. We all still think they suck. Um, but anyway, there was a guy in Vegas who actually put $1,000 on Bowling Green to win just $25. Or excuse me, he put $1,000 against Bowling Green just to win $25. And all Bowling Green had to do was lose, which they're known to do. And they actually won a football game. So that was an interesting fact that came out of Vegas. But anyways, we did recap a lot of the other college football games. Unfortunately, we have lost that segment. And then we dove into some wagers for week eight. I have lost the first half of that, so I do apologize. What I'm going to do is basically just go over the games we placed wagers on uh, during the segment that I've lost on this podcast. Again, uh, we're not perfect. This is new to us. I didn't go to school for this. Uh, If I did, it probably wouldn't matter. But uh, I'm not going to recap all the games we talked about because we did talk about a lot of college football, but we're just going to recap the wagers that – Uh, we placed against one another during week eight. Um, And then I'll let the podcast pick up uh, where we left off. But uh, for the first few games of the week eight season, we did place a few wagers. There's a lot of tough lines this week. So there wasn't a lot of betting going around, going around between us three when we were, when we were uh, recording this podcast, Uh, there is, very few bets that were being placed early on in these afternoon games or Thursday night games. Um, But Ohio state, uh, we did have a bet on the Ohio state game, the Ohio state versus Northwestern game, Ohio state's favored by 28 points. We were all talking about how the Buckeyes are the clear front runner of the big 10 right now. Uh, Wisconsin's probably the only team that can give them a true test. And that's going to be a great game, but Wisconsin looks legit. Uh, But Ohio State's favored by 28 against Northwestern. Both Phil and myself like Ohio State to cover the 28 points. Patrick still thinks Northwestern can muck it up just enough and slow the game down enough to stay within 28. So we doubled up on Pat there. Uh, Phil and myself also doubled up on Pat uh, to take Clemson over Louisville. We both like Clemson to cover the 23 points. Uh, Patrick likes Louisville to stay within 23. Uh, Satterfield's doing a great job at Louisville. Um, so they, they very well might keep it under 23, but Phil and I do not think so. Uh, so there was some action there. Uh, Oklahoma versus West Virginia. Oklahoma is favored by 34 points, which is a big spread against a West Virginia program that's doing a little better than what uh, people originally thought. Uh, 34 points is a lot, but I like Oklahoma to cover the 34. Oklahoma is a clear college football favorite in my mind. Both Phil and Patrick think West Virginia can keep it under 34. So I got doubled up. Looking back on it, maybe that wasn't a good bet, but I don't know. I wasn't even drinking, I think, during this recording originally. But uh, Wisconsin takes on Illinois. Uh, Wisconsin is looking really good. Again, that Ohio State-Wisconsin game is going to be an awesome game. Wisconsin's favored by 29 over Illinois, both Phil and I doubled up on Pat again. We both think Wisconsin can cover the 29 points. Uh, Pat thinks uh, Illinois can keep it under that. 
And then Iowa takes on Purdue. Iowa with that amazing defense. They lost in a hard-fought battle against Penn State last week. Uh, uh, myself and Patrick like Iowa to win by 17.5-plus points. Phil took up the Phil took the uh, banged-up Purdue team to cover the 17.5 or stay within 17.5. Uh, so there's some double action there. And then uh, the Boston College NC State game, uh, which is a, a crazy conference right now. I took NC State to cover the two and a half as Phil took the Boston College Eagles to stay within two and a half. He, he likes to bet on Boston College for some reason. Who knows? But um, And then the Minnesota-Rutgers game, which I think we do dive into in this podcast uh, a little later. Uh, 31 points. Minnesota is favored by 31. Both Phil and I like that, that Minnesota can cover that 31. Pat, although Rutgers has given up a ton of points, thinks they can stay within 31. So with that being said, we will go into our podcast uh, that does include the in-depth knowledge of all three college football degenerates. We apologize for the mix-up. We hope you do enjoy uh, the rest of this recording, as I did not lose all of it. Um, So we'll pick up where we left off there during that segment, and uh, we'll cover the rest of Week 8 games. Uh, Sorry for the big F up on my end. Enjoy this podcast of Cover 3U. Welcome back to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. Let's dive in right into our next game here. Iowa State at Texas Tech. Texas Tech still without their starting quarterback. However, that backup's looking really good. And Iowa State's favored by six. I personally like Iowa State to cover here. They look like a a Brock Purdy in company. Iowa State. That makes us three of us, Iowa State. Is that our lock? So I'm going to put it down here as a, yeah, well, I guess we all agree, right? Yeah, we, you know, although. Six is pretty good. Bowling Green. We always got to talk about Bowling Green. I'll let you take this one, Pat, since you hate him so much. Scott Leffler, the head coach, former offensive coordinator for Tech. I don't hate him as much as you hate Van Gorder. Yeah, Van Gorder. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) Central Michigan's favored by 10, even though Bowling Green's coming off a big win. You got any thoughts on that? Central Michigan. (laughs) Central Michigan. I might take Bowling Green just to. Piss you guys off. What's central? They're not going to piss us off by doing that. Well, no, to piss you off when they when they uh, when they cover. I would be pissed. Um, what's uh, Bowling? What's Central Michigan? They put up a fight against Miami earlier in the year. Central so, Michigan all day. Yeah, they actually have a former receiver from well, Virginia Tech that sealed it for Jamison because he thinks Miami is top five team. And no, I I just think they're really really talented. They're just poorly coached and they dropped you know only twelve points against Miami. So that Miami defense is good. Um. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. Moving on. <laughs> Bowling Green's defense is really bad. Pimpleton, receiver for Central Michigan, having a huge year. Former receiver for Virginia Tech. Um, he could have helped us out this year if he wanted transferred. Moving on to LSU at Mississippi State. LSU is 19-point favorites. Do you guys have any uh, input on that one? 19 points. 19 points. LSU coming off a big win against Florida. Can they beat Alabama in the SEC? I don't know. Would this, would this game have any signs? I don't know. I, Mississippi State's really, really, really bad. I think LSU covers, if you want my opinion. Yeah, Easily. I don't think that spread's quite big enough. I would also take LSU to cover here. I actually took Mississippi State to cover Tennessee last week on a side bet. 
and Bovada, and they didn't even come close. They looked awful at Tennessee last week. They actually lost the game against the Volunteers. Mississippi State really hasn't done anything all year that's going to that has shown me that they're yeah, going to cover staying, this. I'm staying away from this game. I was really thinking about taking Mississippi State, but no. Nope. Yeah, their only Power 5 win is against Kentucky this year, and LSU is just looks so dominant. They're currently ranked two in the uh, second in the country now. So no action there. So we come back from our break with no action. Uh, maybe we'll get some here when Oregon goes to Washington. Um, we don't. I don't know a lot about the Pac-12. However, I do like Washington in that conference. Uh, even though they took a, a, a loss to USC a few weeks ago, I think Jacob Eason is legit. However, Oregon's probably the favorite to win that conference. These are two ranked teams now. Uh, you got the 12th ranked Ducks against the 25th ranked Washington Huskies, and Oregon's favored by two and a half. Give me Oregon. All I'll take day Oregon. With that. I would love to take Washington. I just don't think two and a half is enough. You love Jacob Eason. I do love Jacob Eason. Stone 13 touchdowns. I. I don't think it's enough. I think Oregon's way more favored to win the conference than two and a half points over Washington. I'm not going to take it. If the spread was six or seven, I would Holy think about shit. it. Yeah. yeah, I bet you would. No, I'm not going to take it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I do like Jacob Eason, though. It will be a good game. It will be a good game. It will be close. I just don't like two and a half. That's not enough for me. Minnesota at Rutgers. Minnesota is favored by 29. I like Minnesota here. Rutgers cannot score, cannot do anything. Yeah, Rutgers looks really bad, huh? Uh, they look awful. They look like they just need they need to just start from the ground up in Rutgers. That program's struggling. They might as well just tear the fucking program down. Yeah, they lost the 35, 35 to nothing to Indiana, 48 to 7 to Maryland, 52 to nothing to Michigan. They lost 30 to 16 to Boston College, 30 to nothing to Iowa. They look Minnesota's kind of like the cardiac kids though. I mean, they go out there every week and every game is close. 29's a lot. 29's a lot for Minnesota. However, Minnesota's now ranked 20th in the country. I still think it's an easy cover. 29. <sighs> Come on, Pat. Take Rutgers. 29's a lot. we got to get some action. Philly's got to get back in this thing somehow. That's not enough Keep in me. mind, it's... Minnesota had to win in double All overtime. Right, we, we always go by the paper. If you give me 31, I'll take Rutgers. Done. Done. I'll, I'll still take Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota did have to go in double overtime <laughs> against Fresno State. Move. <laughs> yeah. I, Minnesota's kind of been... Under the radar here, because they, they just they they don't they've played a really they crappy schedule, anybody. and all their games have been really really close. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I I'm glad I got 31 points. Got right. a couple extra. What's you that? got it. You milked a couple points out of us. Watch uh, you. I can. Minnesota wins by 30. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I hope like hell that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but I, you know, I got the lead for the season. I have a couple of wins to give up here. You not so much, Phil. You, That's you need not to be... how you keep the lead is by giving up wins, though, Jameson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have play to win, right? Um, here we go. North Carolina goes to Virginia Tech to face my Hokies. North Carolina is currently favored by three and a half points. They almost upset the Clemson Tigers a couple of weeks ago. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech is in one of those ACC teams that is in a quarterback transition. I feel like there's six teams in the conference that's doing that. And Hendon Hooker looks really, really good. He had another great week against Rhode Island. I know it was Rhode Island, but what impresses me about Virginia Tech 
and Hendon Hooker right now is that he has done nothing to jeopardize the football. Absolutely nothing. Every throw, every run is taken care of, and that's what they need. I think the Virginia Tech defense is improving. Here's a fun fact. Reggie Floyd, the safety, this is what is concerning me about this game. For Virginia Tech, Floyd got charged with targeting. He will not play in the first half of this game. So with him not playing, Willis not the starting quarterback any longer, and a couple of injuries, Virginia Tech is not starting one senior on their entire roster, which I think is unheard of in college football. There's not one senior playing now for Virginia Tech. I want to let you guys chime in on this before I – take any bets what do you think do you think North Carolina can cover the three and a half do I think they can yes will they I don't know um give me Sam Howell North Carolina I agree so you both like North Carolina you're really you're really tempting me to take the Hokies um and I'm gonna take them just because they're my Hokies um Hendon Hooker is just it's the biggest home game this year for Tech yeah he had three touchdown passes last week he has like seven for the year after just two games. Um, he's rushing the ball well. If Virginia Tech can do their job defensively, they can, they can win this game. I really do think so. It's, it's going to be a big game for Virginia Tech. If they lose, then the hot seat is right back on Ferente. Uh, so we got paper. I got doubled up there. Uh, every time I do that, though, for the Hokies, I feel like they lose. But Duke goes to UVA. UVA is favored by four. Duke coming off that loss to Pitt after beating Virginia Tech. Um, meanwhile, Bryce Hall, the best defensive player for UVA, is out for the season. I just got confirmation of that minutes ago. He broke his ankle. He's done. It sucks. Um, yeah, tough, tough break. He, it happened on special teams against Miami, and he actually uh, was thinking about going in the draft and stuck around for his senior year. So I, I feel bad for the kid. So prayers to him. But they're going to be without him this week against Duke, who is a very well-coached football team. And Duke's quarterback, um, Quentin Harris. He's legit. He's legit. I mean, he's rushed, he has 380 rushing yards as a quarterback and five rushing touchdowns at quarterback. And then he's, he, he makes good choices with the football throwing, too. So, I don't know. This is a really good I game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I do. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. Um, give me the Blue Devils. Phil? I'm not touching it. You're awful quiet today. I'm not touching it. I'm, I'm picking my spots. Yeah. Strategy has changed. We're Shuffle. shifting gears going, you know, about halfway through the season. Shuffleboard has just opened up like a new life. You seem focused. You're not just throwing out bets to throw out bets today. I think that's a good point. I think uh, I've tried that strategy. It has failed. <laughs> so it's time to pivot and uh, go in another direction. Pat, who did you take? I took Duke. Man, it's at Virginia, 3.30 kick in Charlottesville. No sleepy start. I'm, I'm tempted to take Virginia. I really am. I think it's going to be one of those, like. And, I, and you know me, I don't like to take yeah. UVA. I think I, it's going to be like a 41-38 type game. I really do. Yeah, I just don't know how good that defense is going to be. I'm going to stay away from it. It's going to be a hell of a football game. You almost got me there, Pat. Um. Yeah, I think Duke can win the game. I think Duke may win the game. So I'm going to stay away from it. As a matter of fact, I I think Duke should be favored in this game. Yeah, you may be right. That, I, I, I think really do. As the season has gone. And if I was getting three or how many points was I getting? Two and a half, three, something like that? Four. 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 Yeah, if I'm getting four points for a team who I think is actually going to win, yeah, I'd take that all day long. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
I think UVA's weaknesses have been exposed, and there's plenty of game tape on that weak offensive line. I tell you what, when they get in the red zone, they need to come away with points. I think they were in the red zone or on their, the, the opponent's side of the field from Miami game multiple times, and they only came away with nine points. They need to get the ball in the end zone. They're going to win this football game. Moving on to Baylor at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is favored by three. You know me. I love that running back for Oklahoma State. Chubba. Chubba. Um, I think, ooh, this is a good game. What do you all think? I'll let you dive into it first. Sometimes I like to hear you all talk before I give you my opinion or, or wager. Ba- Baylor's one of those Big 12 teams that can actually play a little bit of defense. I do not think, and they're currently undefeated. But if you look at their schedule, they went Stephen F. Austin, University of Texas San Antonio, Rice, Iowa State, they won that one. That's a big win. At Kansas State and beat Texas Tech at home. Give me Oklahoma State. And there was a little bit of controversy in that Baylor-Texas Tech game last week the Big 12 officiating crew actually admits to a blown call and that lost at the uh, end of the game. They ended up beating Texas Tech 33-30, to but probably shouldn't have. You're taking Oklahoma State or Baylor? I'm taking Oklahoma State. And I like Oklahoma State, but I'm going to take Baylor. I'm with you on the Baylor. So we're going to take Baylor, doubling up Pat. While I love Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, and the balanced offensive attack scheme by Oklahoma State, I, I think Baylor covers this or, or beats him. Not only uh, stays within three. but Yeah, I don't think Baylor lets this one get away from him anyway. They, they might lose, but I don't think it gets too far away from him. So I'm looking at a chance to cover either way. i tell you what, there's not a lot of bets I'm, like, really, really confident on that I've made the, so far. When I was writing down all the games this week, man, I was just like, what the, what the fuck are we going to do? I don't know. But we got a good bit of action, so let's keep rolling. I mean, so far we really are like that Iowa State game and that Duke game. Yeah. All right, before, we're all kind of in on those. Before we do a lightning round of four games straight, I know Pat wanted to talk about this Arizona State at Utah matchup a little bit. Utah's favored by 13 and a half. It's that Pac-12 matchup. Uh, what are you thinking, Pat? I know you said you wanted to chime in on this game a little bit. I, I just think what Herm Edwards is doing at Arizona State is quite impressive. Um, no one really gave them a chance to be worth a shit with him as the head coach, and he's turned out to really be uh, – he, he goes into you know various places and, and knocks off like a cow, for example. Yeah, Cal's quarterback got hurt. But they, they go out there. They hit you in the mouth on defense. They're, they're a fun team to watch from a defensive uh, perspective. Utah, on the other hand, is the same exact way. I'm interested to see what the over-under is on this game Um, because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points scored. But Utah can really run the football. I'm leaning to take Arizona State to cover, but I'm not quite convinced. I'm going to let you guys talk, and I'll figure out if I want to take this game. See, I was talking up Arizona State last week on the podcast. I think I've won with Arizona State like four uh, weeks. I think you may time. have, yeah. And I'm kind of with you. I think there will actually be a little bit of defense played out there. I think 13 and a half is kind of a big spread for that, um, especially you're talking about a number 17-ranked team going up against a number 13-ranked team. Yeah. That's a big spread. It's almost kind of like our LSU-Florida. But – with that being said, I'm taking Arizona State and trying to get somebody to give me the 13 and a half points. I think I'm going to do the same. I'll take Utah. Double me up. I'll take Utah. When it comes down to these games, I really like the the better defense. I think Utah has probably one of the best defenses in the Pac-12, probably the best defense Arizona State's seen all year. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Give me Utah. So we got paper. And we got double paper again. There's a lot of doubling up this week. I think I got doubled up the most. Um, Boise State at BYU. Boise State's favored by seven. Boise State. Yeah, give me BYU. BYU. All right. Yeah. Um, the next game we'll talk about, Phil, I'll let you take the microphone. Big game. Your Michigan Wolverines go to Penn State, and Penn State's an eight-point favorite. First of all, what do you think of that spread before you give me your opinion? I eight personally point. think that's about right. Yeah? Probably about where it needs to be. I have a hard time seeing Michigan winning this game, just in kind of the resume of uh, what each team has done this year. Um, and I think Penn State also, they kind of have a little revenge, and they're going to come back, and if they can have their way with Michigan, they're going to beat the shit out of them. They're not going to let off the gas. Um, you know, last year, Michigan won that big game pretty handily between them. But the year um, before that, it wasn't quite as pretty. Jim it was, Harbaugh, it was a beat down Jim Harbaugh on the road against ranked teams has not gone well. Um, Penn State has been one team they've been able to beat in the past. but Hey, isn't Jim Harbaugh like 1-11 all-time against top 10 teams at Michigan? Something like that. I don't know it's if that's not the exact very good. Stat, but it's something like that. It's not <laughs> impressive. That's true. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm taking Penn State to cover here. I think it might be a two, three touchdown game. I, I don't think it'll be a two or a three touchdown game. I, I, I don't know. I could maybe see a 10 point Penn State victory. I don't think it's going to be any more than that. Here's the thing. Well, Sean. Um, Clifford? Clifford for Penn State. They're saying he's having a better year at quarterback than what um, McSorley. McSorley did last year. He's saying that he is the future. He has 13 touchdowns, two picks, over 1,500 yards passing. Against two. I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's what I'm getting at. I don't think Penn State has really – while they look really, really good and their defense, and I'm usually high on defense, looks really, really good – I don't think they have an offense that can do it for four quarters against – I don't know. I, I like Michigan. I think Michigan – Penn State hasn't beaten really anybody just, other than just, Iowa last week. Out of, out of being fully transparent and looking at the lines as as we do, the game went uh, Michigan State – or <laughs> Michigan State. Uh, Penn State favored by nine, so it went up a full point since I wrote teams down this afternoon. Yeah, I like I like Michigan. Michigan is showing more improvement than Penn State is right now. While Penn State is really really good, it's not about how you start; it's how you finish. And Michigan State, I, I is, think, with Penn State, Michigan is looking. You, if you look team. at their schedule, yeah, they put up a shitload of points against some dog shit competition. But they played a really good defense in Pitt, didn't put up many points. They played a really good defense in Iowa, didn't put up many points. Didn't you know? Now they're playing, in my opinion, a really good defense for Michigan as long as they can keep the ball in front of them and and make the tackles. Well, and keep the offense keep them turning the ball over. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, turnovers is obviously the key in this game. It's the key in any game. But I, I'm gonna pass on this game, guys. I yeah. Th- this is this is the line that Vegas makes, which is why they have so many tall ass buildings out there. Yeah, I agree. Penn so. State wins on a two-point co- conversion. <coughs> Michigan stays within eight. I could take Michigan. So you, you got him, buddy. I'm just happy Michigan actually just pulls off a W. I don't really care about all the other you, stuff. You like to – sometimes you're bad against Michigan because uh, the way you look at it, it's a win-win, right? You get to win five bucks or you get a win for your team. I'd much rather have a win for the team than five bucks. I... <laughs> and Michigan may have been looking ahead a little bit starting at halftime last week. 
Maybe. You know, and that, that uh, rookie running back for Penn State that they started featuring a little bit, Noah Kane, I think is his name. That yeah. kid looked legit. All right. Well, moving on. Tennessee at Alabama. Alabama's favored by 35. I don't... Hey, guess what, guys? Alabama can't bitch about playing at noon this week. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I think that I think Alabama. We all know Alabama wins. The question is, can they cover the thirty-five points? Uh, I don't have any say in this game. It's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And just and Tennessee's look better. They, still they look suck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they suck. If any, if I were to do anything here, it might be to take Tennessee, but just because of how many points that is, I think Alabama's mad for whatever reason. I think Saban is just a. He's just an upset individual. Um, they don't play anybody, but anyway, I'm passing. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one. If I did anything, it'd be the same thing. It'd take uh, <clears throat> Tennessee to cover, but I'm not confident in it. Yeah, Tennessee's uh, quarterback, I like his – I think he hasn't played the whole year, but he's shown a lot of moxie, and he plays with a lot of heart, but I don't think – I'm not going to touch the game. I think Alabama would cover if I had to bet. But moving on to Florida State at Wake Forest – Wake's favored by two and a half. <laughs> you know, I just make sure I put all the ACC games on every week, Jameson, for you. Um, <laughs> uh, but It's I, a hot mess, man. It, you never know what the hell's going to happen. Uh, what time is that game? Well, I, I'm assuming it's later since it's uh, lower on our list. But I do like Wake Forest to cover the two and a half. I think Florida State has the better talent. I think Wake Forest makes some adjustments after giving up all those points against Louisville last week, and I just like all those weapons they have offensively at Wake still. Surratt, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Carney, all those guys. I think Wake wins by a field goal or more and covers. Does anybody want Florida State? I'm not putting any money on Florida State to do anything. Yeah. Probably the entire season. Yeah, they have they, Cam Akers is really good at run back, but they have some serious quarterback issues. If they're going to get better – they need to resolve that really fast. Um, you you want Florida State, Pat? I, I'm pondering for a second. You guys continue talking about this shitty game. Well, I don't have anything else to say about it. I mean, I, I think, you know, Cam Akers will get his fair share of touchdowns and touches and out of the backfield. He, he catches the ball well. Uh, he runs the ball well. I just think – How many points? Florida State can't move the ball downfield. They, they, Black Two and Man, a half. Two and a half? Wake is favored by two and a half. The ball isn't going to go more than 10 yards with Florida State in this game, or it will, or their try. Uh, although Wake's been giving up a lot, they've given up 414 yards Ugh. on average. Give me the Seminoles. All right. I like that we got some action on that. I'll take Wake. <laughs> Jamison was pumped about that. Moving on, Texas A&M at Old Miss. Texas A&M's favored by six and a half. This is the last game we'll cover before I do my cover or two-minute drill. Texas A&M. Were they a pretender all year? Because, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't cover last week. They played a tough schedule. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, on the other hand, has a good running back in um, – what's that kid's name for Ole Miss? He's had a decent year. Phillips? Yeah. Is it Stephen Phillips? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a good year. I think – Oof. What's, a, what's their points question. on this does, one? Does Texas A&M, after Six and a half, losing Texas three games right now, do they kind of pack it in? not have quite the fire they might come out with on a regular basis? I'll take Ole Miss. I'll yeah. take Texas A&M. I'll take Ole Miss, too. It's Scotty Phillips, not Stephen Phillips. Um, great running back for Ole Miss. I, the, they're going to be fired up and Ole Miss, you know, hanging out, drinking at the Grove all day. I think the crowd's going to be loud that night. Yeah, give me Ole Miss. 
Yeah, Texas A&M's rushing defense is pretty good. So Scotty Phillips will be tested, but, you know, it gives me a game to watch here at the end of the uh, uh, Saturday slate at 7.30 p.m. So that covers our games uh, here on Cover 3U. We'll take a quick break where I'll do my two-minute drill for being your winner for the fourth time out of the last five weeks here on the podcast. Uh, moving on to the next game, Central Michigan. At, um, Washington State's favored by 13. Phil. I'll Colorado. You, you like Colorado? Oh, yeah. I think I like Colorado, too, to Me keep as it well. 13. Arizona at USC. USC's favored by 8.5. I'll go first on this one. I'll take USC. I'll take the Trojans. USC here as well. So no action on that. We all like USC. Okay, we're back at Cover 3U, and this is Jameson, the Hokie fan, giving his two-minute drill for being the winner last week on wagers. I want to talk about two things. One is um, the slippery slope of college football games getting a little too long, kind of like the NFL. I'm all for uh, TV money being thrown towards these universities, but it's almost too much money. I'm at the college football games in Blacksburg, and I swear it seems like eternity from break to break, from kickoff, from change of possession. I feel like there's a referee out there holding a sign with a timer that seems like it goes on for minutes and minutes before the game picks up. I think it takes away from momentum. I think it takes away from the entertainment of the game. I think people watching from home don't see it very often, but all I ask for college football is for those fans in the stands, it gets real stagnant when you have these long breaks. So please do not make the games any more longer than they need to be. Um, With that being said, Notre Dame and Michigan play next week, not this week. And Phil, I'm hoping maybe we can do a a live take during that game with you and Pat both fired up during that game. We'll be fired up and drunk. Hopefully I'll be a happy drunk, not an angry drunk. Yeah, so look look out for that next podcast. I'm going to do a little segment while those two are watching the game with one another. It should be interesting matchup. Notre Dame and and Michigan going at it. Uh, My Hokies will be in a bye week that week, so it'll be perfect for me. Uh, With that being said, go Hokies. Big game this weekend, and we'll see you next week at Cover 3U. Follow us on Twitter. uh, Subscribe to our podcast, and we will see you next week. (laughs) 